Um, check, check, checkity check. How about now I'm checking it out. Check in. Yeah. I'd have to get really excited to peg this one. So now here's the, uh, for uh, the camera slate. Uh, Philip. Philip. <laughs> All right. Mm. So we've already been recording the video. Now we're going to start streaming. Okay. And we're going to do it in uh, three, two, one. <laughs> I'm pre-laughing. I'm Phil DeLuca. I'm Shivan Putt. And we are Commander in. Look at that. Yeah. Nice and tight. Everybody. thanks for joining us uh those of you in the twitch stream will occasionally be uh looking down and chatting with you and for those coming to the video or the recording afterward then uh, uh i guess you'll just see us as we go i don't know what do we say there shivam <laughs> uh, for, I mean, for look, the listeners you know that this is not going to be live yeah but we appreciate you anyways that's right we uh we put a spotlight on community issues, but never, ever do we talk about three band. Not three, where you can hear us, at least three band <laughs> topics. Yeah, yeah. We did a, a whole pre-show in the last hour that was just not suitable, not suitable. No, it um, broke about two of our rules. Yep, because we never talk about religion, politics, and Hearthstone. And uh, guess which one we didn't talk about. Well, unless they're playing a lot of uh, CCGs in the Kashmir, probably not Hearthstone. But... <laughs> <laughs> yep, and uh, and we will eventually uh, break the restriction on religion, but that's that'll be for a very special special show. So, uh, anyway, we have a wonderful show lined up for you this time around. We're going to be talking about uh, Commander Leagues in particular because it just popped up, but. It's time for Commander 2019. By the time this drops, it'll be like three or four days. We'll already be on the way to GP Las Vegas, or sorry, Magic Fest Las Vegas, Shivam. GP Las Vegas is at Magic Fest Las Vegas, so I think that's a totally legitimate thing to still say. Are you attending the GP? Oh, yes. This You're... is going to be bananas. Wait, wait, wait. It's going to... You've registered for the GP? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be... Well, I mean, I look, I'm Shivam. I don't register for things. However, I will be sitting at tables where people are playing at the GP. Yeah. Are you going I will to have a Go on, I'm sorry. I mean, I'll have a modern deck. It'll pretend to be playing at the GP. Yeah. Oh, speaking of anniversaries, we didn't speak of anniversaries. Um <laughs> it, it's almost 3 years to the day that you first appeared on episode 68 and 69, I think it was. That's insane. Yeah. 3 years? Yeah. And then three uh, years, really? Yeah, and then it was less than a year later. I think you had wormed your way into the cast, and here we are. <laughs> That's completely, completely bananas to think about. Yeah, like yeah. it's been quite a, it's been quite a few three years. Oh my God, it has been, hasn't it? Since it has been. Origins came out, I wrote an essay, and then I jumped on here, and then college. and then 
that GP LA three years ago, which was like monumental. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I guess I did just join the show and uh, we've been on this ride for a long time. It's been. That's. <laughs> it's damn. pretty cool, frankly. Yeah, no, it's great. I'm having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm banning the cards out of your deck. <laughs> <laughs> Not out of mine. Well, okay, one of them out of mine. <laughs> yeah, but it had to go. It had to go. It was a good choice. Uh, I'm not even looking at our Twitch chat right now. I don't know who just got upset with us, but... Um, That's okay. So before we dive into making a league for your Commander 2019 product, or for any kind of Commander uh, uh, league at all, um, the way you can help the show is you tell all your friends and share the show, or you can subscribe to our YouTube channel or wherever it is you get your podcast from, or... You could support your, we like to think of us as your favorite content creators, but, or you could just support your content creators at uh, commander at mtg.com slash donations. Uh, one of Shivam's many innovations for the show. I can't believe it took <laughs> us three years to figure that one out. <laughs> that is a little awkward. You feel, you feel a little dumb when we were like sitting there going, oh. Yeah. Yeah. It, it. When you said that, I looked at it and I swore a couple of times. Uh, I paced around my kitchen, then I swore a few more times, and that's like, when I replied. How did to we you. not just? Yeah. How did we? How did we not just have this? Yeah, exactly. That was a <laughs> truly derpy moment that lasted almost three years, folks. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Oh man! Um, yeah. So, uh, and we do have some merchandise up there. And in fact, um, Shivam, we're going to have uh, a mail order uh, page for our uh, t-shirts because um, that way uh, people will be able to order it directly and have it shipped directly from the people who are printing them, which is awesome. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And that's a uh, noble dwarf printing. I think they're called printing, but they're fantastic. I met this guy at a convention and his shirts are fantastic. Really good. You know that. Yeah, uh, this is great. I'm yeah. very excited about this new progress. <laughs> yeah, all this, all this newfangled progress that we're making on our web uh, web presence. <laughs> um, but yes, we should also talk about our sponsors. Oh, should not we? just you, our friends who sit there and listen to us on Patreon, but Quiver Time, who, the makers of the fine quiver cases, uh, deck boxes, sleeves. These are really, really just cool people with some of the best customer service I've seen. Uh, like one of my friends had a quiver that was starting to split a little and they immediately replaced it and it was just like instantaneous. I, really? Yeah. I didn't uh, one know of that. Our Yeah. A friend of ours on Twitter was, uh, she had a quiver that the, some of the, the stitching had started to pop and they were just like, yo, we'll send you a new one right now. And they did. And it was great. They we do. absolutely love these cases, especially as we're going to GPs and go to airports, pop them up and put like five or six decks in there. It's very, it's waterproof, which we learned uh, unexpectedly, but delightfully. We say, <laughs> we say waterproof, but it has not been scientifically tested. No, it's not. Please don't throw it into your pool. However, it is enough to keep your cards dry if you're like caught in the rain and need to run. Yes. Um, and they're just fantastic, well-constructed, well-designed cases. I fully and heartily recommend them. And I'm glad that they are a sponsor of our show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we would not have... Uh, ask them. We frankly, we love their products so much. We were like, hey, we want to give these away to listeners. Uh, at the time, it was listeners. And uh, would you be willing to do that? And we'll mention you on the show. 
And uh, they have gone so far beyond that. They not only do giveaways, but if you already own a quiver, they'll actually reimburse you for the cost of the quiver, which is just insane. Or you can get one of the other uh, three colors if you only have one. There's uh, purple, pink, black, and, and, teal. and teal. Yeah, lovely, that one. I um, love my teal one. Yep, and uh, Olivia loves her black one, and I have the, the pink limited edition one and the uh, purple limited edition one, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. planning on getting another one because uh, I've run out of room in my quiver. That's right. And it's really good for uh, holding chaos packs and stuff. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like bringing a chaos drafter or bring a cube or something like that totally fits perfectly. Yeah. Uh, so we do. And yeah, go ahead. Nope. I was just going to say, like, I'm planning on bringing mine to Vegas. Yes. So if you guys are curious, you can come and check it out. Yep. Uh, I'll have both of mine at Vegas as well. I'll have my uh, Pelican case in tow too. And uh, I'm doing a thing. You're driving where, there, right? Uh, yeah, I'm driving there. Uh, I cool. might have found somebody to share the car with me on the way up, but otherwise, I'll just play some podcasts. I wonder if I have a few to listen to. Um, Can't imagine. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so I'll be doing that. And it's time to mention our hashtag Pramicon Quiver contest, right? Pramicon. Pramicon. Where we have asked listeners with the last show we did of uh, the Pramicon preview. Um, we've asked listeners to record themselves saying Pramicon in whatever voice they want, or to suit Olivia, um, you can say Prakimon, which is what she was saying for a while. Prakimon. And by the way, I edited the, the image of Pramicon so that at the very end of the video, because I don't know, uh, as of now, it's been out like a day. Um, but I don't know if you've had time because at the very end, I've got Prakimon and not Pramicon full oh, size no. full screen it's really good um i'll check it out yeah it's it's a lot of fun by um, the way what a card Pramicon is really yeah it's a good what card. a neato weirdo card yep <laughs> we stay away from the political aspects of that card but uh just in terms <sighs> of what the mechanics do yeah about that it's really cool look just choose left Chivam. just choose left Unless you have Mystic Barrier, then you can choose right and left. Then you and choose then right and left, yeah. Yeah, if you want to... And one one thing we didn't mention uh, explicitly, uh, everybody, is um, if you have Mystic Barrier as well out, and you'll have to look that up. We're not going to go into it here. Uh, and and Pramicon, if you choose opposite directions, it shuts down combat. Nobody's fighting. It's like Turbo Fog, but painful. Eli Schifrin just got back to me, the rules manager of Magic the Gathering. Oh, did he? Uh, yeah. I asked him if he could explain the interaction between Mystic Barrier and Pramicon, and he says it's the same as two Mystic Barriers. Either it's redundant or nothing can attack depending on whether they agree on which way to point. Huh. That is gross. But that's also what I thought would happen. Yeah. So I'm glad to see that there's confirmation that yep. uh, if you, if you want to lock everybody out... Build that wall. Well, this is a way to do it without it being stacks, right? But if you put stasis in there, no one's going to blame you. Mm. Okay, maybe you're not going to make any friends with. Yeah, Pramicon is not. Pramicon's not going to make you any friends. That's Pramicon with Mystic Barrier and Winter Orb. Is that okay? Phil, <laughs> a spark double of uh, Vorinclex. Phil. <laughs> I'm sorry, Shiva. I'm sorry. It's so hot in this room. I'm, I'm, I'm losing myself. Uh, I am death staring you right now for the, for the people listening at home. 
<laughs> like don't don't make me don't, don't make me yeah <laughs> so our quiver contest it, man. hashtag pramicon quiver send us an audio file of you saying pramicon in whatever voice you want uh one like one file per voice and remember to say your name because we're gonna get so many of these we'll get lost and uh the winner the 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 winner we all agree on is gonna get a quiver the second place person is going to get uh, a set of their um they're called blocks their deck boxes i have it under the quivers over here this is uh this is the white one i've taken it out of the over packaging but now it's still got this and these are great for tokens or sorting basic lands or whatever it is you want um and uh then the third place will get artemis sleeves those are the ones with the matte black back and the normal front uh, really good sleeves. I've been using them for uh, Eminent Domain. I mentioned that a while ago. Cool. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, thank you goes the uh, a thank you always goes out to our patrons, and uh, we love all of you. And we're going to be rooming with two of them at uh, Magic Fest Las Vegas. But more on that. That's going to be real fun as we get closer. Yeah. Um, it's pretty close now, though, man. That's like ah, it's two close. weeks away from recording. Yeah. And by the time this drops, it'll actually only be a couple of days. Oh my god, I need to finish these decks. Yes, you do. Um, so, tonight, or today, this episode, whenever you listen to it, who knows, time travelers, um, we're talking about a league, and specifically commander leagues. And So the first question we like to answer when we're talking about stuff like this is, what is a league? And uh, we, we don't mean the Hanseatic League or the uh, League of Nations. Uh, see, I knew I'd make Shivam giggle, and that's the only reason that's in there, folks. God damn it, Phil. <laughs> and uh, a league is really a structure for playing multiple games of whatever it is you're doing, but we're choosing Commander, of course, evaluating mm -hmm. how well that player did against uh, all the others, uh, how well each player does against all the others, and keeping records about those games. Um, and a league typically consists of no less than three players because that means that's like a small playgroup playing. And you can do a league with them. I do that all the time at work. And in fact, I'll be doing it this season for Commander 19. How many players did you say? Um, three, three is the minimum. Uh, mm. And for Commander, of course, it's now four decks. Uh, but even if you go up higher than that and you're choosing the Commander 19 option, you can assign them randomly and it's not going to hurt anything. But uh, I know of leagues that have gone up to like 25 or 30 people at a local store. They meet regularly and all sorts oh, of... Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Of course, at a store. Yeah. I was just sitting like, oh my God, 35 people playing a game of Commander together? Right. No, no, no. no. This Like at a store, when, like for instance, at my local store, they've got leagues. They keep the decks behind the counter with your name on them in a little box or something like that. Oh, yeah. And whatever two people are want to play or two or four people, they can just grab the decks down and uh, make a note on the store's kind of ledger to keep track of what the league is that's super cool that's really cool that allows yeah. people then to just uh do pickup games whenever exactly. the league is there yeah without and it makes your pickup games mean something mm -hmm. yeah and you don't have to worry about a formal league night that's actually really good uh maybe we'll talk about that a little later uh it's not there yet it's not there yet but as we go because this can be a little bit dry um we're actually going to build a league uh based Ooh. on what shivam wants to do and so this is like uh, um <clears throat> this may never actually happen maybe we put it to use in gp vegas because we'll all have commander decks at least from the uh the, the party 
But as we go, Shivam is going to play along with us and actually like fill out the form, not that there is one. But we will have designed a league at the end of this uh, that will be suitable for whatever Shivam wants to do. That's a surprise to Shivam, too. Let's do it. All right. So the first thing you want to do, Shivam, is figure out um, what's the goal of your league. And <clears throat> not just the goal as in of we want to win, right? It's how do you want your league to play? <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, for example, maybe uh, you want to run a cutthroat league or play in a cutthroat league where it's just pure eliminations, right? Maybe uh, you want to build community spirit. It's that Selesnya in you coming out a little bit, right? <laughs> uh, or maybe uh, it's the Izet coming out where you want to do nice showy decks or maybe uh, reinforce like the need for combos, right? Or even experience the C19 decks, which is what I'm going to be doing at work, so... Like, think about that. Like, what kind of deck, what kind of league do you want to run? What kind of feeling do you want people to have when they play Commander with your league? So let's talk about this for a second here. So when you're talking about, like, the goal of your league, the feel, the feel of your league, yeah. does that mean, like, um, so, for instance, you're going to have a game once a week or something like that? What kind of, like, like, what are you, does that mean, like, what are you actually trying to accomplish? Yeah. Like, uh, obviously, everybody's trying to win. And I think that needs to be part of this, or at least be rewarded sure. for winning, right? But if you if you build a league that you say is like I just want it to be a really cutthroat league, then the latter part, the later parts of this rather, will be um, the point systems that determine who wins will be geared toward eliminating players, mm. and and that generates a very different feeling for a league, just like it would for a tournament. Then uh, if you say, oh, we want to reward, like, we want to reward people who uh, support one or more players at the table, right? So build teams and that kind of thing. Well, because like, I'm thinking about if you've got, like, let's say, a, let's say for the purposes of C19, we've got four decks, so you've got four players in your league. Maybe it's just a small little group of people who get together. Yeah. Um, it seems to me like recording something like who wins the or who gets knocked out last, maybe, or the order you get knocked out in, and you just kind of, like, give people stars equal to the number of, like, whatever their placement was or something. Yeah. And then, because <clears throat> I'm just wondering, like, how do you how do you do something like grade your other less kind of rigorous categories here? Like, what oh. does it mean to have, like, the like community spirit is, like, do you vote on who the funnest player at the table was? Ah, I'm glad you asked that, um, because that clarifies, like, this sort of decision or this decision is actually the basis for the rest of your league. Because mm. then what we do is when you make a choice like, oh, I want it to be super cutthroat or I want it to be uh, community spirit and to build community between players, right? That we then will build a point <coughs> system that rewards that kind of behavior. And that way you'll have a league that is based on, that very much feels and captures the feel of whatever your goal, your feeling is that you're trying, your theme, and but lowercase t, that you're trying to uh, enforce here. Like when mm. I run a tournament, for example, I've made sure that the tournaments are uh, counter infinite combos for the first hour because no one likes to be comboed out on turn three. And um, also the... Uh, uh, the uh there's no infinite turns no matter what you can only ever do two turns in a row before you lose the game which then has a, a muted effect uh sorry a muted effect in terms of soft bans 
because even though we're not saying don't run expropriate, if you run expropriate and everybody buys you time, you will lose as soon as your third turn starts. So by creating those two little rules and by establishing that I wanted something that was a casual tournament, right? I then created those rules in a point structure that supports that. And so mm. we will support all of that, whatever your choice is. All right. So I think for the purpose of example, it might be better to start with the simple one of let's go with illumination. Yeah, so that's sure. something easy to understand. And we can just kind of work with that from there. Cause uh, I think having a good baseline, yeah. like simple, who wins? All right. And then because as you build your league out, as you play for a couple of seasons or thereabouts, then you and your group can kind of evolve it from there and maybe get past. But I think for an initial one, just like, Hey, let's just go for the clean, simple. Okay. Who's going to win? Yeah. That's a really good choice because that does definitely build on, uh, you can build on that experience. Um, and it's really easy to like change your league or to, to go through the league, play a certain number of sessions and then decide, Oh, now we want to try something that, uh, builds exactly. spirit, builds community spirit. Um, no, I, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, and so keep that in mind cause we'll keep coming back to it. Uh, the next thing that you want to do is figure out how players, now, you know, you're going to build one that's pure elimination. So you just go up to people, your friends, and you say, Hey, I want to run a commander league. It's going to be based on pure elimination. So, uh, this is going to favor a more cutthroat, more competitive decks. How do you want to choose your decks? Right. And there are a number of choices there, mm. uh, but you were about to answer that. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, because like the two main choices I can think of, and I see your list here, but the main things I would think of are one is you can, so if I was going to envision a league for myself, I would want to have some kind of persistent deck, right? Like you want to play a deck through, I mean, I guess you've got a couple of choices here. One is, you can bring your own deck, play through the entire season, right? Yeah. Your X amount of games or whatever it is for your league. Two is you all start with pre-cons, kind of you pick up the latest set and just divide them out somehow. Mm -hmm. Three is each week you guys can bring in a different deck and just kind of rotate and we just keep track of it by the person. Or like, like they do with the draft leagues or sealed leagues at uh, the stores, you get to add cards to your deck and edit right. them each week or something to that effect, yeah. right? Am I kind of on the right track, Phil? You you are. And in this particular case, like what this is doing is if if you wanted to play a cutthroat league with the Commander 19 decks, you certainly could, right? Mm. And what this is is saying like, okay, you're going to choose your decks and each week we're going to have a different deck. Or um, you could create a pool of decks. Like I, I know of a meta that has created a pool of decks that they'll use for their league and then randomly assign those decks, right? That's like In people who way? play around a kitchen table. How do you mean? Like I would build like seven decks. And then if we have five players, those five players would choose one of those decks or randomly assign them. Oh, or... so as in like one person out of the pool builds a group of decks. Yeah. You grab one at random and that's your deck for the week? Yeah. And that's kind of like a, Fascinating. a cube, right? You can even have people bring them and chip in. Then mm. by chip in, I mean, everybody puts something in the pool and then it gets randomly selected or drafted, depending, right? And so that's kind of what you want to do. Like, how are people in your league going to choose their decks? I think in honor of C C19, I think it would be interesting to, well, here's the thing. Since I already chose Elimination, Elimination kind of leads you towards wanting to build your own deck to beat your meta, right? Like, because now you've got a meta, you've got a league. But if you play with the pre-cons, I mean, I wonder if it's possible 
to make, I mean, obviously all things are possible. You're making a league, but like, you know, if you grab the pre-cons and then each week you just rotate, then you don't get to have, like that, if one yeah. pre-con is just stronger than all the others, you don't want to have just one player being able to monopolize and wreck everybody. So like you chip in with your friends, buy the four pre-cons, have them in the league. And then each week you randomly assign or draft or you pick one and then it just rotates around the table. Yep. Yep. So I think, yeah, let's go with that. C19 pre-cons. Right. So the dibs on morph instead of uh, player choice, like build your own or random decks or budget constraints or even combo restrictions, we're going with commander 2019 and it's an elimination. So it's a hard, like this is, this is going to be some mean decks by the end of the league, I think. Well, I mean, because like I don't want to keep second guessing myself, but every time you give me a choice, I'm going to second guess myself. Well, because <laughs> that's a commander I, way, right? Like I have recorded oh, your which choice. Card, which card do I cut? Oh no! No, we'll but, get to like, that. Yeah, but think about it. So, so player, here's the thing: if we have a league, and if you've got your friends who've already got, like, I'm just considering my situation at work, where I've got a couple of friends who are brand new to commander. Oh yeah, yeah, and. Uh, if we have player choice and I bring one of my decks from home and they bring their decks, it is not going to be a balanced and fair or fun time, it, right? It is definitely not. That's right. But if your friends are all at the kind of rough same power level, then yeah, bring your own decks. Have fun. It's going to be great. Mm -hmm. I just think that having these pre-cons, giving everybody kind of a generic baseline, because you know that Watsi designs these to be played in this uh, That's right. biodome, they call yeah. it, right? So like they're meant to be just run into each other. So it seems to make sense to me that you would want to have like the if you get if you have four players and you grab four precons and you just randomly assign yeah. them somehow. Yeah, I roll a D four or something. We're we're gonna we're gonna get to that. So this is probably like the way I like to do it is random because usually people will see, um, for example, um the morph deck seems to be pretty good right now, right? Um so people will tend to pick that really good sure. deck that stands out so the best way to do this and to avoid any kind of hard feelings is just to randomly assign it we even did this with the atraxa deck right when the, when the, uh, the four color commanders were out uh, she's just wildly better than the other she is and so everybody was like i want atraxa yeah you do and we randomly <laughs> uh, assigned them and uh, then we we how did you do that? Just roll channel. off or just yeah just roll off. that that's all um I mean, we're gamers it, randomly assigning things to what we do for, for me it wasn't even roll off it was roll a die and i i would say like uh shivam let's let's roll and then i'd roll a 10-sided die divide by two and that was the first one that was picked right and yeah. then and then we go down in die size as we go through just to keep it fair or you ignore it all and roll it on a d6 so um cool yeah so we randomly assign that and that's um and so you want random assignment for your C19 decks, right? Yeah, because I think I think it would be really fun to just have, like, go reach into the box, blind pull one, and be like, all right, I'm going to be playing as uh, Volrath or whatever it is. It is tremendous fun to do it that way. So yeah. the uh, the next question, and you've already been touching on it because I know you think you think ahead like that. Uh, but the next We're question... Commander players, what else are we going to do? Right? <laughs> we have to think multiple steps in ahead. i got to play on your turn, man. Yeah. Uh, profit prefix. Oh wait. Um, so I know how we miss her. So <laughs> never going to be unbanned. <laughs> never, never, never. Um, so the, the, this is a, uh, something I call the structure, uh, of progression, right? And it answers the question, how do you keep your games from getting stale? And mm. so the easiest way to do that 
is to make changes to the deck because you want to um one of the things i uh i have found is you want to pilot a deck multiple times right we even did a whole episode on this basically where you have to try it out 10 times and then make a couple of changes and um if if you change your deck it's definitely interesting because you watch somebody play it and then you're like i know i could drive that better you can also actually modify your deck so that you swap cards in and out. This is actually the most common Commander League I've seen. Sheldon uh, published an article about this on SCG. We'll have a link mm -hmm. to all of this stuff later. Um, and uh, then the, the question you want to ask is one about pacing. How frequently, how much do you want your cards to change between sessions? I've been part of a league that started with just every, after every game we could draft two cards. We'll get to drafting in a minute. And at, toward the end of it, they were like, dude, we want to change this faster. Let's do four. And by doing four, it was like gasoline on a fire. The decks changed so rapidly and so dramatically. And it was an elimination uh, uh, um, league, too. It so was... wait, did you guys keep the same deck through the season? Yeah, like I have my Lord Windgrace deck from last season. I actually have a Brea deck from the, the time before that. And um, both of them we were allowing proxies and we'll get to that too. So I can actually show you the final state of my Lord Windgrace deck because I still cool. have it and it works really cool. well. It's just, um, I didn't get around to replacing the cards. I have all of them. I just didn't get to it. Yeah. So, so here's my thought mm -hmm. and you tell me if it sounds weird or not. Sure. So what I was thinking is in this hypothetical league where we've drafted now randomly assigned the four decks from C19. Yeah. We play a week, somebody gets eliminated. Then what I would do is I would want to collect the decks back and next week randomly assign them again and just make sure that you don't get the deck that you started with last week before we start modifying the deck so that everybody gets a chance to play all four Ooh. decks stuck. Yeah, that's good. Because one of the things I know personally that I would definitely feel like, oh man, I got the Populate deck, I want to play the Morph deck, or I got the Morph deck and I want to play the Madness deck. I want to try it out, you know? And I would want to try it out on modded just to see like maybe I can pilot it better than Jim can. Yeah. Um, so I would think like for the first four weeks, you just play through the four stock decks. And then I mean, maybe you just keep rotating until you're done with the league. If you yeah. want to modify the decks though, then I would still want to have at least one baseline week of like, okay, we have played all four decks. And now I don't know, we find some way to either stick with it or just once you win, then you can modify the deck, but then it gets randomly assigned next week. Yeah. So maybe they'll modify the deck in a different way. So I've never run or participated in a league like that, but it makes sense. Like you would do uh, what you describe where everybody gets to play one of the decks and it's first randomly assigned. And then the next one you play is randomly assigned and so on until everybody runs through all four decks. And then you can do something like, uh, you know, a draft choice where somebody is the first player in the draft and they get to choose the deck that they appreciated the most out of those four. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, yeah. Or you round robin it every week and just say like, okay, at the end of the, at the end of the session, you can swap out two cards with something else, mm -hmm. whatever your draft thing is. And then those decks will just modify the kind of the way, have you played those living board games and stuff like risk or whatever legacy or, yeah, legacy board games. Yeah. Where like you, you know, you put a sticker on the map and it changes the map forever. Similarly, at the end of your session, you add in a couple of new cards and then next week somebody randomly gets that deck and they're like, uh oh, there's two new cards in here. Yeah. I'm gonna add two more and so yeah. forth. 
And um, the way we did it, when, so it sounds like you're going to want to do a draft at some point. <clears throat> the way uh, Sheldon did it, and he was the first one I saw to recommend something like this. He had each player bring 50 cards, like to as a list, to the table. Um, and then that, those 50 cards became part of the pool of cards from which you could draft modifications. And that means that, Shivam, if you brought Prophet of Crufix back in the day... And you didn't Whoa. get the draft pick for that. I could actually choose Prophet of Crufix. And I'm not restricted to my commander color choices. I can hate draft, but it just means I'm getting a dead card for that. That is fascinating. Yeah. So you've got a pool of cards. Because I was going to ask, like, how do we do that? Yeah. But if you bring a pool of staples or of just like fundamental effects that are not in these decks, and then you can draft in and pull them into the... Oh, I like that a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah it's pretty I would good. definitely do that. Yeah, that... So like after... Yeah. That's Sheldon. He uh he thinks about things. Yeah. Who knew Sheldon knew things about Commander, right? Right? Um like... Yeah, so uh, a variation on this is um I've done uh an a, a pool of cards that went from date to the whatever today was. And so as a new set came out, we were able to draft cards from the new set. And the date I chose, of course, was June 17th, 2011, and it was any card that appeared uh in a um what is it any card that appeared in a standard or masters or commander set from june 17th 2011 to today that is of course the date that it was released um sorry that the first commander product was released it was pretty neat mm. yeah and so that way we couldn't like uh people who were new to the game and i had two people who were new to the game in this league they didn't have to worry about being able to go back and get a Raging River or Wheel of Fortune or anything like that because it just hasn't appeared since then. Of course, they're unreserved. That's a list. fascinating idea. Yeah. <coughs> and um, and then uh, everybody drafts knowing what the full card pool is. Um, but you can also do th crazy things like, I say crazy things, but like everybody could open a pack of cards, right? From Again, from a pool or from the most yeah. recent set. And then you have to pull a card from that and put it in your deck. I think I like the idea of having a fixed pool of cards that you bring in to yeah. supplement the decks. And like, obviously you and your group can sit and discuss what those cards should be. But like, if I'm playing this, the first four weeks we play stock so that everybody can get a chance right. to run it. And then at the beginning of the next session, we put out like, I don't know, you pull out 20 cards out of your 50 or whatever, put them into a pile, Rochester draft, to add two cards and take two cards out of your deck, play those that session. Yeah. And then you just kind of put those cards you pulled out of the deck into the grand pool so that if somebody wants the card out of your deck into their deck, and then you can just kind of have this rotating oh, influx deck idea. So cards that you swap out of your deck go into the pool and you have to Yeah, because that way, A, you can keep track of where they go, and B... It, would, it just, I don't know, maybe a card in your deck would be much, much better in mine. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> or and, whatever it is. And of course, the commander rules are are uh, enforced, well, yeah. where you can't, if somebody puts their soul ring in the pile, because of course they don't want to play with their soul ring, then uh, Shivam, you wouldn't be able to draft a second, perhaps even third soul ring. No, because I played in a game where my friend right of replication to his soul ring. Oh. You know, one soul ring is awesome. But you know what else is awesome? <laughs> Seven soul rings, yeah. twelve soul rings. Yeah, it turns out. It turns out when you can make fifty out of your soul rings. What is it? Mechanized production, right? 
It was so disgusting. He right to replicate. He, his deck was all about copying and cloning things. So it had the you know, mechanized production. It had the the card from the Sahili set that um, yeah. lets you turn all the artifacts into pick an artifact and all your other artifacts become a copy of that. Yep. When you're running an all artifact deck and you have twelve billion soul rings, turns out you get a lot of mana. <laughs> turns out you win. And if you have a paradox engine, oh. And then soon. you put out you know walking ballista for fifty eight million. Yeah. <laughs> it's like hmm. Um, so then the other question, and it sounds like you're touching on this, is uh, how fast do you want your decks to be altered? Once you make that that commitment to a single deck and you're going to change it over time to keep it fresh, do you want it to be kind of a slow or fast pace change? Um, I would want, I mean, I think two to three cards is good. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to make it too fast. I think slow to medium is good because you still want to be able to kind of feel it out. Yeah. And um, I found that uh, two cards is actually, like I've done one card and it was Glacial. That one card is not relevant. Yeah, yeah. two cards is pretty good. Uh, when you get to three cards, it starts to get spicy. And when you're at four, I'm telling you, those decks change fast. And especially if you end up with a, a play, people who are, this is elimination, so they're all gearing toward eliminating everybody first. You can sometimes get two games in a night, and that means you're drafting four cards, eight cards a night. That's crazy. That's, I think that's too many. I think two or three is good. I think probably, th I'd probably start with two, and then again, if your players want to ramp up, then you ramp up midway through the season as you're getting closer to the end. Yeah, and then you can start to get to crazy town. But I would start with two. Yeah, and also, um, if you're starting with two, you can always increase the uh, uh, the throttle, as it were. And hmm. slower deck changes like that means that you'll be playing more sessions overall. And uh, faster means fewer sessions because at some point your decks are just like, yeah, I don't want to draft anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm done. This is my deck, right? Um, and uh, unless you're starting like a complete rebuild uh, in that process, then yeah. So you figure maybe slower sessions mean like 10 sessions you run the risk of getting bored with that. Like, like, uh, we did, we were just like, all right, yeah, let's just do four. And we went from a 10 or 12 session target. We were done at eight. It was just it. Um, yeah. And, uh, if either way you want to figure out with the other players, what you're, what you want to do. So, okay. So yeah. let's recap. You've chosen an elimination league with C19 randomly assigned decks at first that eventually move into a fixed pool two-card Rochester draft swap format where you're swapping cards in and out and the swaps, this is spicy, go into the pool. Yeah, because I think that's, I mean, I think that's a cool idea. I think it's really neat for somebody else to be able to draft a card that was in your deck. Yeah, it is. It's really neat. Um, okay, and yeah, this next one is apparently, I've duplicated that slide, sorry. And uh, then the final thing we should talk about when we're talking about deck building and construction like that, because that's kind of what this is. Eventually, people are going to be like, hey, can I get an Imperial recruiter or, you know, and it's up to you, up to the, the group, and you should decide this ahead of time. Do you want to allow proxies? Now, proxies, without our recommendation yet, proxies generally demonstrate deck building skill over the skill of pulling out your credit card and ordering something online. Now that, not that that's something to poo poo, right? But, uh, it demonstrates deck building skill a lot more. 
And if somebody is a creative deck builder, they will, they shouldn't really in a league like this be hamstrung by just not having the money for a wheel of fortune or whatever it is. Um, and so that's okay in a private meta. As soon as you go out into public, everybody has to agree that you're able to use proxies. Uh, I've seen people be like, no, no proxies. And then you have to take your proxies out and put these other cards in that aren't the cards you drafted. And if the league is a like part of a series, <laughs> oh, holding yeah. up my poor gold boulder, gold bordered guy's cradle and grim mop. Yeah. <laughs> but still in, in a casual game and even frankly at magic fest, yeah, just play them. That'll be fine. But if the leagues are part of a series of sanctioned events, like some stores run their leagues, their commander yeah. leagues as a sanctioned event, no proxies. You're not bringing proxies to that. Yeah. Um, I mean, frankly, I think this is more of an issue for if you're running a league with your own decks. And in those cases, I think it's totally fine to use a proxy if you're going to be playing with those decks within just the context of your league. But if we're playing with like these uh, pre-cons and we're bringing a fixed pool of like... Um, you know, cards to draft in and out of them. Yeah, sure. Add like precons, I mean, proxies to those that pool if you want to. But I probably would just not. Just for, I mean, it doesn't matter though. If it's just for like you and your four friends within the confines of a small group, go ahead, knock yourself out. Yeah, exactly. Um, right on an island. Yeah, and that's what we did. My uh, the my meta at work. We we were just writing. I actually had blank cards. Uh, you'll see them at uh, Magic Fest because. I'll give you a pack so that you have the ability to create tokens and hand them out to oh, people. Oh, sweet. Nobody wants a token of mine. Oh, believe me. Uh, <laughs> you can make it pretty funny. Um, oh, remind me, we'll have to pack multicolored markers so that we can make fancy tokens like that. Oh, yes. We'll definitely have to do that. I made a vampire token that was nothing but fangs. Just fangs on the thing. It was fun. Anyway, we're, we are not easily distracted. <laughs> um, okay, so... Then the next thing is how you're, you know, the next topic is how are you going to evaluate your people, uh, the, the people in the league? And um, the match goals are really based completely on your overall league goals. Like an elimination tournament, such as, uh, not tournament, an elimination league, such as the one you want to run, Shivam, um, you basically want to just give out points for eliminating people. Um, one point per person. And then if you want to value, uh, if you want to reward, like you have multiple pods going on, if you want to reward the, uh, the final victory, you can add some victory points to that. One victory point is pretty good, but then if you add something like three, you're really diminishing the importance of eliminating people. And so for an yeah, elimination, cause, yeah, go. Because the idea I had was if you were the last person standing, mm -hmm. you get four points and then three points and two points and one point down to going down to like if you were the first one out you only get one point right but i realize now that you're now that you mention it like because that's a kind of a league format we use when we're playing like multiplayer tetris for instance but then i realized that in commander it's not just am i losing solely it's that you and you know eileen got together and beat me up yeah and then you know boris came and gave me the knockout blow who gets yeah. points for that and so I think, I think the idea of, well, I mean, I guess that depends, right? Like you're right. The, the core dichotomy there is, do you want to reward the person for knocking them That's out right. or do you want to reward the person for surviving to the end? That's right. It's, it's a subtly different, uh, distinction between those two. 
Um, because like a group hug deck in theory could be the last person standing. And I mean, that's the point of their deck, right? To yep. win and to win by being the last one there. Yep. Um, I mean, if we're using pre-cons like this, I think, well, how do you do it? So the way I did it was I just awarded one point for each elimination and that way people went aggressive really fast. Um, and that tended to lead toward faster games in part because pre-cons tend to be a little bit slower, right? That's but, a good point. I think that what you bring up there, if you're po uh, pointing by elimination, mm -hmm. then yes, you're aiming for aggro. Yeah. If you've got by victory, then you're aiming for more control type yeah. because you want to be, you know, like make sure that you're safe while everybody else is getting uh, plonked around. That's right. So for instance, a Pramicon deck Pramicon. might be perfect for a, a game based on winning whereas a tangrath deck is going to be all about elimination all about the killing oh god that deck is going to be so silly <laughs> i am super excited for that one yeah it really is but i think i think what i would do is probably split the difference and give people one point per elimination and then two points if they are the survivor you know like the winner gets to have a little like bonus for for making it because i know i've got some decks that just can't eliminate i mean they can kind of eliminate people yeah but they win by just outlasting yeah and you don't want to like negate that but you don't want to overemphasize that well like a mill deck. four control decks playing each other is boring it's really boring it's one of the reasons uh the tournament i run actually uses um it's an hour and a half it doesn't allow for infinite combos it places a turn limit of five minutes on each turn Right. All of this is basically it, it subtly pushes people to yeah keep the game going and uh, just basically get aggressive. And it turns out and because these are hour and a half rounds, I've only had one game ever go longer than that. And then we switched to, uh, hey, it's turn zero. And then we counted that down and we made it happen. Um, and, mm. it has, and, and their turn ended exactly at five minutes if there were any questions. So nice. Like, yeah, these are things you can do. Um, to, to guide this. One of the other things that you can do to kind of soften the pure elimination, and um, it's a little bit, it's very subjective, right, is award points for the table to vote the best deck or the friendliest player, which isn't going to happen in eliminations, or innovative deck, right, and make people vote for that because um, that will, that's a, a kind of a wild card and it breaks it up a little so that it's not all about elimination and it's not all about, or it's not all about like community spirit and so on. Um, yeah, I think that's a really good idea because it helps kind of foster the community. And like you can give people like a little card saying, you were the deck of the week or whatever. Yeah. And I think that works better again if you're playing with pre-con, with your own self-constructed decks as well yeah. as pre-cons. But I like that idea though. I think that's a good way to kind of help soften getting punted out it, but, it is um but and, i don't think that's necessarily necessary for the the idea i've got but i like that if you're playing with a league with your own decks yeah and then one of the things that benefits being the winner or actually harms the winner right if if somebody is a really good player they're probably going to win so you want to mitigate that um by making sure that they are like the last pick in the draft oh yeah, yeah it definitely yeah. would be like um basketball style where the yeah the loser is the first one in the draft yeah and so forth yeah that's that's a good way to do it um and um yeah so we're happy to talk about that and actually another way to award points is achievements 
And uh, I know that Ryan Green, he runs a league at um, uh, a company at a store called The Mothership in Texas. And uh, he has what's called Green Achievements, I think they're called. And uh, they're really kind of clever ways to reward something um, uh, difficult, but not out of the ordinary for that particular or out of flavor for those decks. And he has a series of achievements. And if you can achieve it, it's like I had one for um, Yidris in the C16 decks where I said, if you can get um, three copies of Cascade on one card and cast (laughs) it that way then you actually earn this achievement and that earns points overall for the that's you know, for cool the that's like a us. that feels like one of those board gamey type of things you would yeah do. it very much is and uh um, i like it and mine were singles i think and i think ryan's are like every game you have an opportunity to earn each one cool yeah so uh then then you want to keep records because that's what the league structure is really all about it's so that people can point and say yeah i got first I mean, in the that's league. all point instead of just playing weekly yeah I mean, it's a really good reason to play, and it's a structured way to play, but then being able to point to it. And so I keep a journal, for example, of uh, all, all, of the, what, all of the actions taken by each player on each turn, including other players' turns, because I'm crazy. And, uh, but that helps because <laughs> you can tell a story. Um, and I've discovered that uh, when I've taken pictures of that and posted it, the fans got really happy, like our listeners and viewers, our listeners at the time. We're really happy about that. Um, league spreadsheets are useful because you're going to have to track point total over time. Um, if you have exclusive uh, achievements, like you can only earn them once in a league, then it keeps track of who wins what. Plus, you can use them, of course, to help determine who plays who in the next match. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then public postings, like um, uh, you can build a web page or anything like that. However you want to broadcast it, you can put it up in a poster, whatever it takes. And uh, I know that um, Vanessa and Ryan, uh, again from the Brothers War slash Commander Social now, uh, they they were building, maybe it's built by now, uh, like a league tracker that cool. makes all of this accessible. It's actually really That's cool. very handy. Yeah, and of course, uh, Ryan Green's last name is Green. He calls this the Green Keeper, I think. You know, you work with what you got. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I had a name based on a color, I would be all over that. Um, so prizes a lot of people want to offer prizes as part of a league and um i am on record saying commander should not be played for prizes of any kind agree agree. but if you're at a store if you're running a local store league and because a lot of times with store leagues or whatever you have to pay a little bit to get in which is fair you're using their space you're using their cards etc and they'll do things like you know offer packs for the people who have the most points at the end or store credit or something to that effect. I think that's totally fine. I understand it. It's from the perspective of the story. It makes sense. But if you're running it at your office or if you're running with your pals at school or at home or whatever, maybe you maybe the prize is the fact that you guys got to play for 10 weeks. Yeah. Like, what do you... Yeah. Maybe the prize is you get to get, like, first pick in the next season's deck or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it should you know be I mean? something soft like that. I don't think I don't think you should have actual. I mean, you can you can definitely have money or whatever. Do it the way that people do with their, um, like their football type mm-hmm. of leagues or whatever. Yeah, that's not my jam. That's not what I'm looking for because it changes the tenor of the game. Because once there's prizes on the lines, then suddenly you're playing for prizes. You're not trying to just play for fun. 
Yeah, and I and... think a league is the opposite of a competitive kind of scene like that. Like it's not a tournament. Commander is not a tournament format. Like we should be playing because we're playing. Yeah, and I think the rest of being able to modify your deck and everything, and just having bragging rights that you got to beat your friends is plenty. I I cannot agree more. The uh, Commander event I run monthly at um, Dragon and Meeple. In fact, um, and the ones that I'll be running at all the strategic cons this year, this one coming up in September, um, I make sure that there's there's like the only prizes up are T-shirts, commander and T-shirts and uh, uh, commander and playmats. And in fact, if you're running something at a local store and you want to award a commander and T-shirt or playmat, we'll support that. Um, so let me let us uh, know in in uh on twitter just send us a message yeah just send us a message and um it really changes things like there's nothing on the line except a a t-shirt it's no value in a card they're not going to be able to take this and trade it for anything and uh the dragon and meeple store owner chris he has some promo packs he got from uh wizards uh like the promo m20 stuff that one in four has a japanese planeswalker right uh and he gave out randomly um a uh both a foil pack and a regular pack and that was above and beyond it had nothing to do really like no one expected that and so people were playing their janky decks and there was something decent to um i'm getting a leg cramp here uh there's something decent to win but it's not like all of a sudden everybody pulled out their you know tier one brutal competitive edh decks yeah <laughs> yeah so, yeah, now if you're running a competitive league, that's a different story entirely. Totally. Put all the prizes you want. Everybody knows what they're getting into, and that's the important part. As long as everybody playing in your league understands what kind of league it is from the get-go and what they're getting into, mm-hmm. then there's no hard feelings, right? Yeah. And I think that's fine. Yeah, it was blatantly... For my money, you are playing for fun. Um, yeah, it, bluntly, it was one of the things that was wrong with the Commander Tournament at uh, Magic Fest Las Vegas in 2018. Like there were real prizes on the line. There was, you know, it was uh, a prize wall type thing, and the winner for each pod got like five times what everybody else got. Yeah. And so yes. you ended up with like really, like really vicious, um, uh, really vicious decks playing up against like Prosh Food Chain up against one of the precons from last year. It's just like it on. was seriously lopsided and disgusting. And I'm hoping this year's Vegas does not have a similar kind of just nonsense but i don't think it will yeah i think we've gotten that message out hopefully so and uh uh even you know uh if if anybody wants to work in partnership with us we will happily do this so uh so to recap you've got an elimination league based on c19 randomly assigned and then fixed pool rochester draft where you drop uh draft two cards and the swaps go into the pool that's awesome and no hard prizes, no prizes of value. That's cool. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, this is like, you know, you can take these rules and you can just work with them at Vegas too. If you can get me to sit down long enough to play this many games <laughs> in a row, then we could talk about it. Yeah, but, um, it's it's more like a, a four-game league. It's more like a nice idea. Yeah, it's more like a nice idea, let's be honest. <laughs> you, you and I are not going to be... You especially will not be sitting Look, down for long. If you run into me in Vegas and you want to play a game, I will happily do my best to try to play a game. Yes. Yeah. We even, 
Uh, a lot of people want to talk to me. We even had to tell our flatmates because uh, Shiva and I are in a condo with um, uh, two of our uh, insano patrons. Um, and uh, we had to tell them, we're like, guys, we we are not going to be available much. <laughs> we're going to be playing well, games Well, we will. We'll just be at the show. That's exactly we're running it. To us at the show. Like we were, we were planning out exor- extravagant meals and stuff. And, I, and then I realized, I was like, oh, yeah. We're not going to be eating. <laughs> we'll have veggie like, protein bars. We're going to be bars. eating power bars and like exactly. bottles of water. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, Las Vegas, it's the home of foods and foodies and infinite restaurants. Yeah. I'm going to be eating a bag full of almonds, buddy. That's what I'm going to be exactly. eating. Exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll have a backpack full of them. Um, so, listeners, if you want to structure a league, we're available to help. You check with us on uh, Commander and MTG at Twitter, of course. Just send a, send us a message. Even leave something in the um, the comments below, and we'll eventually help you. Um, and in the meantime, if you've run a league or want to run a league, tell us what your format is and what you're doing. Because you saw Shivam, he invented some stuff right here, and we managed to roll that. We this is actually a functional league. Like all we need at this point is record keeping, and we're good to go. And like players. And, oh yeah, yeah. We would need the players. Oh, I don't know. Maybe we do something on camera. Something. <laughs> um, yeah. And it, this'll be a blast just as it is. And you'll see like the way Shivam has it structured at the beginning, you get to see every one of the C19 decks and play it. And then, uh, and then later you get to draft, you pick one that you really like or whatever's left over if you're late, late in the draft. And uh, then you get to modify it and make it really, really sharp. So it'll be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is yeah. a cool topic. This is a really interesting idea because I know there's a lot of people out there who are trying to find a way to structure their play yes. group a little bit more. Because, and you don't have to. You can just sit and play with your friends. That's the whole point. But some people like to just be like, it's it's cool to have a, a growing league of decks. I yes. think it's just, it's a really fun idea. Yeah. And the cool thing is I've found that that Brea deck, even though it's Brea, right, is just as playable against the, um, uh, lord Windgrace deck that i had and uh each of these league decks if you like keep it in state and i met some people at uh, uh los angeles this time around in april or whenever that was they were people who played in the league that the brea deck came from and they just pulled out their league decks and we played or we played our league decks it was really cool. awesome yeah it was That's really awesome. neat. um i was very happy to run into them so let us know what you do listeners and viewers and uh and we'll uh we'll talk about it uh so i collected a couple of other league resources i did a, a search and there were dozens by really big names and uh cool stuff inc and so forth they all have like uh examples plus of course nice. uh commander versus has a league format and you, we encourage you to go over to them and check that out um we, so we did a show about my c17 league way back in the day episode 108 shivam um and uh the league uh the the link rather is down in the show notes um and we'll put that we'll make sure that it's accessible in youtube as well um the brothers war which is now the commander social podcast ryan and zach uh their episode 22 was about creating a commander league and they do this every year and even cool. after the the commander sets are out they they run another league so it's pretty cool um our new friend kaya vess wrote an article up on edh rec uh about uh creating an edh league and she cited um 
uh, a person whose last name is Pham uh, running a league in Orlando, and he runs apparently the biggest league in Orlando, and she's in it. And then, of course, uh, the Godfather and the man uh, you call Boss, is Sheldon Mennery. I mean, that's what he is, right? Like, yeah. he, he runs a show. I, I call him Boss, and I'm, I have no relation. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he writes an article at Star City Games all the time. You should be reading that. It's once a week. It's fantastic. But uh, he did one about starting your own Commander League, and that's where he described the 50-card pool for drafting. It's... Did you see the the panel that they had at Gen Con? I didn't uh, see the panel, but I died inside because I wasn't there. Because <laughs> Sheldon, at the, they had a panel about meeting the rules committee, and the, all four of the rules committee were there. Sheldon dubbed me king of all casuals. <laughs> and I was like, well, when the Godfather has decided, who am I to argue? Yep. <laughs> you know what that means, Shivam. We need to see at least three photoshopped images of you as the king of all casuals. No, I think I'm good. <laughs> it's better being than being what somebody on Twitter called me, noted super spike. <laughs> noted super spike. <laughs> noted super spike chief Like I've ever in my life won a game, let alone been a spike. You, you are so spiky, you've wrapped around to the other side. Your <laughs> spike so spiky, game. My games don't start until turn 12. <laughs> <laughs> You are, your, your spike game is indecipherable. All right. So, uh, wow. Oh, Lord have mercy. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. This was more fun to do than I thought, and I really enjoy talking about leagues all the time. Um, yeah, this is not, I don't think that Exile Battlefield hand is uh, what we're doing this time around, but uh, I'm yeah, saving but... it for a special moment. Oh, and we hit an hour, so it's perfect. Yeah, it's pretty good. All, all right. right. Well, Anything you want to say to sign off? Come find us at Vegas, play some games. Come to my panel. I'm going to be having a panel on yes. Friday at noon. It'll be an ask a CAG. So if you really want to yell at me about Paradox Engine, don't. But if you do, you can come <laughs> to my panel and yell at me. <laughs> you know, they set up microphones for the audience there. Well, I mean, it's, it's an ask me panel, so you better be asking me questions. Oh, well, I'll be in the audience. I'll be asking you questions. Oh, it'll be fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, Vegas is going to definitely be the the place to be this year, and I look forward to seeing all of you there. So until then, mm -hmm. peace out. Yep, absolutely. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>